and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Habits and Home Show. I'm so glad that you're here today as I am giving you a step-by-step tutorial on decluttering and organizing your kitchen. I talk a lot about resetting your kitchen and your home every single night, but I haven't done a thorough declutter and organize um, episode for you to be able to just refresh and start over. You have to start at a baseline, and the best way to do that is to designate a time that you're actually going to get in your kitchen, declutter it thoroughly, and to start completely fresh. I like to do this for my clients when I go into their homes. They hire me to come in, reset their home, reset their kitchen, declutter, and it's just a really great starting point for people because once you've had a baseline, you know where you need to get back every single evening when you do your nightly reset. Now, if you are someone who is local to me and you are looking for someone to come in and reset your home for you to get your home back to a baseline that is minimal and manageable, I'm your girl. Hit me up at habitsandhome.com and I will definitely help you out in that area. We can also do some virtual sessions, even though my personal favorite is doing them in person. All right, so let's dive right in to how to declutter your and organize your kitchen using my five-step method. Step number one, as always, is to start with a cleared off workspace. Now, in your kitchen, the best place to do a cleared off workspace is on your counters. Now, when I when I say cleared off, I mean completely bare. You don't want anything competing for your attention when you bring your items out of your your cabinets and out of your drawers, you don't want extra fluff. You don't want your decor getting in the way visually, and you just need to start with a clear, cleared off space. So the best place to even start decluttering is your kitchen counters. Now I have an episode completely devoted to keeping your kitchen counters completely cleared off. You can go check that out on episode number six. And Doing this one thing, just having cleared off counters, has been probably the one thing that I've been most consistent with in my housekeeping and my home maintenance, and it's been the most helpful, I will say. All right, so back to step number one is to start with a cleared off workspace, whether it's your kitchen counters, your dining room table, whatever it is, you need a place where you can group your items together. You can bring them out of your cabinets and bring them out of your drawers and be able to work through and sort through those items. All right, so step number one is to start off with a cleared off workspace. Step number two is to decide if you want to work from right 
to left or left to right. I always start with one direction and work around the room instead of going straight to the middle and you just get unfocused. So start to decide if you're going to work from right to left or right or left to right. And then work one drawer or one cabinet at a time. And when you pick a drawer or when you pick a cabinet, I want you to remove everything. Don't even don't even sort through the items yet. Don't even decide or toss or sword or whatever. Don't do that yet. Just pull everything out onto your workspace, whether you're taking it over to your dining room table, you're taking it to your kitchen island or the cat the the counter that's right in front of that drawer or that cabinet. Whatever it is, just pull everything out in one swoop, okay? So dump everything out of that one counter or one cabinet or one drawer. The next thing you're gonna do is you are gonna immediately look for anything that can be just thrown away, just trash. Sometimes in our cabinets, in our drawers, especially if you have junk drawers, you just have things that are just trash and they can go directly in the trash. It's a no-brainer that you are not hanging on to that. Then after that, the next thing that I want you to do is look for items that you can't live without. You have to have it. It's useful, it's purposeful, it is used on a regular basis and you want to make sure that that item ends up back in your cabinet and back in the drawer. All right, so then create a pile of must-keep items. And I would move these to a different workspace. So maybe you're working through from your dining room table and your kitchen island. Keep anything that is not going back into your kitchen on your dining room table and everything that's going back into your kitchen closer to your kitchen area, closer to the the Uh, cabinets, the island, whatever it is, bring that back into your kitchen and start creating a keep pile. All right. So then you're going to move on to step number three is I want you to evaluate what you're keeping and if you need to reconfigure the drawers and the cabinets for optimal functionality. Okay. So what I mean by that is that you might be storing some of your kitchen tools in an area that just does not make sense while you're cooking, all right? If you have to take an extra couple extra steps to get an item that is used regularly, then you need to reconfigure your setup in your kitchen and move it closer to the main cooking area. So something that I don't use regularly are Ziploc bags. And at first, I had them right beside my stove and it didn't make sense for me to keep them there because I wasn't using them so I moved them farther away so items that you are using regularly you're reaching for them you want to keep them at arm's length so the best way that I like to reconfigure my spaces before returning items back into my kitchen cabinets and my drawer is to take a stack of post-it notes and write take a take a marker and write down the the different things that you need to store so take an evaluation of your kitchen island or your your counter where you have sorted and separated all the items that you're keeping and look at those items that you're deciding to keep and think about okay where do these items need to go and write on the sticky note all right so that i'm thinking of around my kitchen right now so beside my stove i'm going to go from left to right in my kitchen beside my stove i have my pot holders um my pot holders and my salt and pepper i have spices somewhere else but i don't use them 
every single time I cook. Salt and pepper is something that I use almost every single time that I'm in my kitchen. So the drawer right beside my stove has our pot holders in it, and then it has a little a little basket inside that drawer that also has our salt and pepper shakers. Then right underneath that, I have a my um, colander and my kitchen bowls, and then right directly underneath that is a drawer that holds our pots and pans. It makes sense to keep my pots and pans beside my stove. So everything right beside my oven is something that I'm using on a daily basis. And then as I progress, I am you I'm moving away as I'm moving away from the stove it's going to be less and less items that I'm using for the stove top so right beside that set of drawers I have my kitchen sink and obviously I'm not going to use anything in there to do the cooking it's going to be cleaning products our trash cans are stored underneath there I have rags under there okay so then I'm going to move on away from my sink and these are going to be my second second go-to items for cooking, okay? So I have my Instant Pot underneath that drawer. I have our blender or our Vitamix. I keep all of our kitchen gadgets together in that one cabinet. So if you have your kitchen gadgets all throughout your kitchen spread out you have your blender on top of your counter that you rarely use you have your instant pot on your kitchen counter that you rarely use those items can be stored away so think about this you have a fork (laughs) you use forks every single day but do you store them on your kitchen counter no then why would you store your blender that you use once a week on your kitchen counter right? It just does not make sense. So try to find a, your pantry, a shelf on your pantry or a cabinet underneath, you know, underneath your counters that you can store all of your kitchen gadgets. And there's probably a lot of gadgets in there that you really don't need. Go through them and see what have I not used in the last six months? Some people will say in the last year, but I think, I think in the last six months, don't just some people will hang on to their turkey roaster, their their pot that they put their turkey in to roast it, or even their turkey fryer, and they hang on to it for just one day out of the entire year. Who says we only have to cook turkey on one on Thanksgiving? We can cook it any time of the year. So make a plan to change your eating habits and use it more often. So something that Jared gave to me a couple of Christmases ago that I didn't ask for was an instant pot. And I thought, why did you get me an instant pot? I have a stove. I have a stove and I have a big soup pot. Why would, you know, and I didn't say that obviously, but because he gave it to me and it was pretty expensive, I thought, okay, well, what can I use this for? Well, I started using it to boil peanuts. We live in the South. We have green peanuts. We love um, cooking green boil peanuts. And so I started out with one thing and then that led to me, okay, I need to get, if I'm going to keep this thing, it's got to cook more than just peanuts. So then I started learning how to make mashed potatoes in it. And then my sister-in-law gave me a recipe recipe for chicken and dumplings. And then I learned how to make shredded barbecue chicken. And so I, instead of getting overwhelmed by this new kitchen gadget, I wanted to just take on one new habit, one new meal and get really good at that. So then it was like a no brainer. All right. So look at your kitchen gadgets and see if you're actually using them for what they're intended to be used for. And if they're just taking up space and you just don't want to part with it because you spent a lot of money on it, well, you're it's wasting money by just sitting there and not being used. So designate a, ki- a cabinet for just your kitchen gadgets so you don't 
end up buying more gadgets that you need and not using them. Okay, so I'm going to make my way around. So then the furthest cabinets that are away from my kit cooking area are things like Ziploc bags and jar lids that the jars are stored in my pantry. And I have jar lids and I have Tupperware. Those things I'm not reaching for to cook with. They are like a, an afterthought or they're like an extra that I that I need to pull out. All right. So think about as you go around your kitchen, keeping the items that you use and you reach for the most, keeping them close by and making it make sense in your house. So if you need to reevaluate the things that you are deciding to keep and maybe reconfigure your your layout. So the best way I like to, to do this, and like I said, is to take post-it notes and write on the post-it note and stick it to the outside of the cabinet, take a step back, see how this works, see how that feels before you return the items to the cabinet. So then the step number five is return items to your cabinets and your drawers by giving the items inside the cabinet and drawers breathing room. And what I mean by this is instead of just shoving everything into the cabinet, if you were to open up that cabinet, how would you feel? How do you want to feel? Do you want to just stuff everything in there or do you want it to be a luxurious experience when you open up your cabinet and everything is nice and sorted and lined up and it just items have space to breathe. (laughs) That's the best way I can describe it is giving your items space to breathe. Okay, so that is the, the, the simplest declutter strategy I have for you. And I hope that it really helps you walk through your kitchen and declutter it. I think the biggest thing for people that they have a hard, hard time with is they don't want to waste money by throwing things away. And they're just, they have high hopes for the things that they're hanging on to that they're, they think that they're going to use and they never end up using it. So when I come into a person's house and I'm asking them them, those questions, I, they'll say they want to keep something and I'll say, when's the last time you use it? And they're like, I don't know. And I'll, and all I do is ask them questions. I say, why haven't you used it? I don't know. And I say, well, are you going to use it? Uh, probably not. I'm like, well, why are you hanging on to it? You're, by hanging on to it, it's something that is not useful to you that you're just managing it. Even if you're not touching it, by seeing it, you are are having to manage it and wrap some of your mental capability around that item. All right. So that's the, the thing that I see people having the most, the hardest time with is really stepping back from their situation and detaching themselves from the actual things that they own. And sometimes it's hard. Like I'll, I'll give you these five steps to declutter your space, but sometimes people still feel paralyzed actually doing it. Um, so that's why I, I'm always here to encourage, to motivate, to inspire people, to take action. Um, and sometimes it's hard. You know, we get we get really caught up and attached to things, and it's really shedding off layers of and years of attachment and holding on to things. And the longer that you hold on to something, the longer you end up holding on to it because you say, "Well, I've already had it for ten years. I I've already invested all of this time. It's like a, you've created a relationship with these items, and you feel like you are breaking up with these items by letting them go." And friend. 
you need to break up. (laughs) There's a lot of things in your home that you need to break up with because you are just going to be shedding that weight. We all all talk about shedding the extra pounds that we're carrying around on us physically. Well, shedding off these pounds of items that require our attention is going to help you feel so much lighter. So just do it. Just get down to the bare necessities, the bare utensils, the bare gadgets. Like see how bare you can actually get, okay? Like our ancestors, (laughs) they cooked with like, they needed a knife and a bowl and a fire. (laughs) So we could obviously survive. Now, I'm not saying you can't have luxurious things, but if you're going to have these things, don't store them in your homes like trophies. You do not have to store gadgets in your kitchen as if they are trophies. You don't need to collect trophy gadgets. (laughs) All right, so let's go back over those five steps, and I want you to really just Take some time and apply these five steps to your kitchen decluttering session. Start with a cleared off workspace. Number two, work from right to left or left to right, starting with one drawer or one cabinet at a time and removing all the items from the kitchen kitchen cabinets and the drawers and having it all right there. Like I like to have everything out, see how much I have because we can hide and store a lot of things in our cabinets. So getting it all out, it actually shows us if we were to take off and move, like if we had to move houses, how much we would be carrying around with us. And it's it can be very alarming. So get everything out of your kitchen, have it all there so it can really paint a picture of how much you have. Number three is to decide what you want to keep and what you want to donate. Okay, so make two piles. Well, three piles. Trash, treasure, and transfer. Trash goes directly in the trash. Treasured items go to a different workspace area. And then your donate pile stays on your dining room table where you're organizing and collecting things. Number four is to evaluate what you want to keep and decide if you need to reconfigure your setup in your kitchen. And number five is to return your items in the kitchen cabinets and the drawers, giving them room to breathe because everybody likes a little bit of space. All right, friends, I've loved hanging out with you today and sharing this process of decluttering and organizing your kitchen. It is my goal to help you to create a more minimal and manageable life. I would love to hang out with you more. You can find me hanging out with my family, renovating our farmhouse and doing all sorts of projects and hobbies over on the socials at Lisa Lazat. I've also loved to give you a gift. You can go to habitsandhome.com slash freebies. I have some really cool things in there to help you get more organized and systemized in your home and home business. All right, I'll see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show.